This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Cramerica Industries, solving the world's energy problems, one big giant ball of oil at a time. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. This is episode number 24. In this episode, we talk to Jay McInerney. Jay is an author, a screenwriter, a novelist, an editor, a columnist. He also penned the TV Guide cover story in June of 1996 entitled, Is Seinfeld the Best Comedy Ever? We talked to Jay about that and other things Seinfeld related. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy it, please pass it on to somebody else. Trying to grow a little bit of an audience here. So thank you for listening and watching wherever you found us. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. If you want to be part of the show or just uh, drop us a line or a question, email us at pretzelspod at protonmail.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hey, Jay. All Thanks right. for joining. How are you, Jay? Good sound? Hi. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, Jay, if, if you, an ode to you if you can see over my shoulder here. Ah, yes. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, what, what year was that? 1996. 96, wow. It's, uh... So we'll, uh, we'll dig a little bit into that, but... Um, yeah. Joining us is the uh, <laughs> famous Jay McInerney. Thanks for joining, Jay. My Jay is, um, you know, an incredible novelist, screenwriter. You know him best from Bright Lights, Big City, and even a wine connoisseur on the wall, from the Wall Street Journal, right? But, mm -hmm. but, 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 but he also, as you can see behind me, he wrote one of the most famous TV Guide articles of all time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is Seinfeld the best comedy ever? But. Jay, before we get into the, the TV Guide article, I'm just curious, we ask all our guests, when was the moment you became a fan of Seinfeld, right? Was it a season, an episode, a line, right? I mean, you were 34, um, right, when the show I, launched. I just, I just remember, um, I just remember um, stumbling on the show uh, in the first, sometime in the first season, uh, you know, probably middle, uh, of the first season, and and I couldn't I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. I, I just I I remember turning to my wife at the time and saying, I, I can't believe this is on TV, you know, because there was something very um, it, it just it just didn't have the the you know the sort of trappings and the uh, the hallmarks of a really uh, traditional sitcom. Uh, and also, you know, it had this great sort of New York sensibility that that I hadn't seen on TV in quite a while. And uh, and, and 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 I remember saying at the end of it, well, I, I seriously doubt that, you know, this show is going <laughs> to last because it it just didn't seem like something that, you know, fit any of the, um, you know, of the formats or the uh, <clears throat> the cliches of, of of television at that time. And uh, I was, uh, but 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 I made a point of tuning in uh, the, the the following week, and and I just uh, became a became a inveterate fan. 
Yeah, that was the thing. It, it didn't follow the formula of the sitcoms. There was no like lesson at the end. There was no relationship humor. There was no hugging. It was just, yeah. there's some people in New York and they're talking and they're, they're going through experiences. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. And that was it. Yeah. And you're yeah, right. This, it was like, this you're waiting for something else. Go, you're like, go, oh, wait. Yeah. Go about nothing. <laughs> exactly. And you were like kind of waiting for something else to happen and just kind of never yeah. did. It's like, nope, that's that's the episode. That's the show. <laughs> um, yeah. And you, and you mentioned the New York, the New York City thing. And I know that, you know, you, you've been in New York City, you know, uh, major per, part in, in, in the city for decades here now. And uh, even in the TV Guide article, you mentioned how they captured the essence of New York City, probably unlike any other show. Um, you know, maybe you can expand a little bit. Is there any like I, I always love the, the parking space scene where where George and, and uh, Moffat are arguing over who who yeah. gets the spot. The whole neighborhood comes out and talks about it. It's very New York City, you know, and yeah, other episodes. But yeah, yeah. although, although I have to say the one gripe I have that I that I aired in the, in the article briefly is, you know, uh, most most of us don't have cars in the city and right to me this kind of that aspect of the show reflected you know jerry's kind of you know long island uh background you know because uh for, for most of us um the city is about taxi cabs and subways and indeed there's a lot of taxi cabs and subways in the show uh but there are um you know even even kramer has a car for god's sake and newman <laughs> everybody has a car you know which which didn't necessarily reflect my, you know, experience of me and my friends in the city, but, but in almost every other way, I mean, it just struck me as the, the most authentic New York show in a, in a very long time. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's partly the humor. It's partly, partly the, you know, uh, frankly, the, the, the Jewish sensibility of, of, of the show, which, which, which is, you know, I think, you know, New York is composed of many ethnicities, but certainly, um, you know, the there is a great deal of of Jewishness in in New York identity, even for those of us who aren't Jewish. And uh, you know, I mean, they sort of, they, you know, <clears throat> it's you know, Costanza is supposed to be something else. I don't know what what are the Costanzas anyway, <laughs> but um, but you know, I mean. It, it just seems, you know, Jer Jerry and Jerry and Kramer. And, I mean, the whole show seemed uh, uh, to be in that great tradition of New York Jewish humor. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and I loved it. You know, I mean, the, um, you know, the, 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 the ways that they, that they did use the streets and subways and, uh, and, and <clears throat> locations of New York, even though, the sh even though, of course, the show was shot in, um, in Burbank, um, it, it just, you know, normally when I see a show, or at least in that era, when I saw a show that was supposed to, or a movie that was supposed to be set in New York, I usually was angry and yelling at the screen. Uh, so I, so I felt, felt very authentic that way. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Jay, the Jewish sensibility of New York, yet this show kind of took off nationally. I, I, I was a little surprised yeah. at that. Um, that that's, your... that. That's the shocking thing, is that that, that was why I turned to my wife and I said, you, you know, there's no way this will last because it seems it seemed to be so much aimed at, you know, people like me uh, and therefore presumably not suitable for for mass American popular consumption. Right. But yeah, I, I think they 
they played New York well. I mean, back in the late 80s, probably the only show that they kind of filmed in New York was probably Law & Order at that at the time, right? So yeah, I think they did a good job encapsulating that. Today, right, there's a million sitcoms and shows that are kind of supposed to be in New York or actually yeah. filmed in New York. But let me, yeah, but let me compare it to another show that was supposed to be set in New York. You know, um, you know, Friends is a, is, Friends is a, at this point, considered a classic sitcom and uh, certainly has its virtues. But to me, Friends never felt like it was set in New York. You know, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't buy it for a minute with Friends. Um, uh, I just, you know, the sensibility of the show was, was much more homogenized, I think, than, than that of Seinfeld. And, but also even the, even the location stuff, you know, just uh, it, it, it just felt it felt kind of phoned in, you know, in a way, in a way that Seinfeld didn't. No, agreed 100 um, percent. You know, the, the the article you wrote for TV Guide, we were, it was written before the show actually went off the air. Right. It was written in 96. Oh, yeah. So 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 season seven. Um, you know, had just finished, I believe, but eight and nine hadn't happened yet, right? Yeah, well, in fact, you know, I met, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what this, if, I, I will take your word for it, but <laughs> but I know that they, I know that they, it, you know, I know that the cast and the writers read the, read the piece uh, because uh, years later I met Larry David, um, um, who, sa um, who said that they had borrowed the phrase hipster doofus from from my piece in describing ah, Kramer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice tidbit. So I'm, I'm quite proud of that one. <laughs> um, it was uh, yes. Yeah, so, so I mean, I think the show obviously had really taken off um, by that by that point, because, or it wouldn't have been the cover of TV Guide. And um, uh, but it still seemed, you know, I, I I think I think everybody was was amazed that the show became so so universally um, liked um, you know given given its its specificity given its New Yorkiness you know um, I mean before September 11th 2001 um, you know we had the sense that most of the rest of the country hated us <laughs> in New York you know and to some extent they did right yeah but you, the question though remains though, because we're we're huge fans of seasons one through five with Tom yeah. Sharon's as director. Right. And then I know Howard can attest to this. This is his big his big thing. But six <laughs> and seven, the show was still good. Larry Dave was still there, took a slight decline. But then eight and nine, the last two seasons, in our mind, it's a different show. The, yeah. All the things we're talking about right now kind right. of went away a little bit. The, the dialogue, yeah. the New York sensibility became so is it still would you still write that article after watching the last two seasons? We think yes, but just uh, you know, the last two seasons don't. But yeah, but there was a show there, there was a falling off for sure. You yeah. know, and I think that you know, and I think people in the cast have talked about that. And uh, and then of course there's the very controversial um, final final episode, which which divides viewers um, <laughs> to this day. I think. Yeah, what are, what, what are, are your thoughts? thoughts? What are your thoughts on the finale? <laughs> You know, I actually, we like it. We like I, it. I do too. I thought it was a. I thought it was a great way to wrap up the show. Um, you know, I think that I, I. I think it was kind of brilliant. I mean, especially you know, bringing back every you know, bringing back the soup Nazi, bringing back you know all these characters from their um, from from past episodes. It was. Um, I thought it was a brilliant wrap up. I mean, I, I guess 
people thought it was a bit of a downer, you know, having him go to prison. Hey, it's a comedy. <laughs> and he's telling jokes in a jumpsuit in the prison <laughs> at, the, at the end of the episode. Um, but I agree that the, the, the last two seasons were, were, were just not uh, written at the level of the, the earlier seasons. So Jay, the, the actual article, TV Guide, like how did that come about? I mean, you were obviously working for a number of publications. You know, you've uh, done a lot of screenwriting, short stories. Did they come to you knowing yeah. you were a New York guy or a Seinfeld fan? But I think, tell us a little bit about that. I think they came to me knowing I was a New York guy, a guy who wrote about New York. And, and I think they were sort of hoping that I liked the show or at least that I was engaged with the show. I, and not, you know, I don't think they realized that I was a huge fan, uh, which, which I was. And, and honestly, I probably would have done the piece for free. Um, but at that time, TV Guide was the largest circulation magazine in America. Uh, Frank Costanza wasn't the only uh, <laughs> fan of, of TV Guide. And, uh, uh, and they offered me some insane amount of money to, uh, I, I can't remember what it, but it, but it was more than any other magazine piece I'd ever written. And I, so I just thought like, yeah, yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> I mean, as I said, I, I would have done it for free. And um, I was, you know, I was just a big, big fan of the show. What, what are some of your, I know you in the I'll article, you the, mentioned the, 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 um, the, the mail that came in was very interesting because there were a lot of people who wrote into the, you know, this, this was back in the days when, you know, they had mail columns and magazines and, and this piece drew an awful lot of mail, including some people who were outraged that I had compared it to, you know, classic, what they considered classic sitcoms like I Love Lucy and The Odd Couple and so on. Um, and I have to say that some of the response was anti-Semitic. Um, uh, I, I mean, I would say it was in like 85%, uh, you know, kind of uh, cheerleading kind of uh, male response, but but there was a sort of 15 to 20 percent uh, uh, of the of, of the of the letter writers who 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 hated the show, <laughs> who didn't get it and wanted us to know that they hated it, <laughs> and that it wasn't I Love Lucy. It was it was curious. Yeah, and Jay, I think you made that point earlier. You know, pre 9/11, you you might post 9/11, you may not have gotten those letters as much. Yeah, potentially, yeah. but yeah. that's a good point. Well, yeah, and, and, and there was, yeah, some of the letters were sort of like, you know, who cares about these whining New Yorkers? That, right. Was that kind yeah, of I, I hear that a lot, too, when I would travel, because we're both from New York. And uh, when I would travel elsewhere and talk about Seinfeld, the way we talk about it, I'd get some people like, what? That's the same thing, the whining New Yorker thing. I don't know to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they, they got it right. <laughs> what, um, so you, you did... Um, you mentioned there about the I Love Lucy and, and the Honeymooners, right? So uh, one of the things we talk about a lot is that Seinfeld sort of ended an era. So not only is it like obviously the greatest sitcom of all time, but it, it, it encapsulated <laughs> like that pre-internet, pre-cell phone, yep. literally ended with like the cell phone walk and talk joke when the cell phones were just starting. And, right. and so like, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, an artifact or, a, you know, it's a, it's a, um, an archive of what life was like back then with the phone messages and, and all that's pay phones yeah. and everything. Right. So I wonder if, if and Jerry, that'll yeah, Jerry. be our, like, you know, 
Gary, 30, 40, 50 years from now, that's what everyone's watching. Gary had that big clunky phone in his yes. and he would yeah, throw it to Kramer sometimes with the with the cord. Exactly. You know, I mean, when was the last time you saw a phone <laughs> like that? Well, you know, but it, but it's true. It was it was just it was the end of the you know it was the end of the internet free era, <laughs> and um, it was you know I think a new chapter of history started right about the time that the the show ended and uh the world the world looks very different now mm. and, 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 Jay, know, I, as a, already we feel nostalgic for the world of seinfeld i think mm. jay you meant you mentioned the article the pen the bubble boy the pick the parking garage <laughs> the junior man and a few others what top five what are your top five moments show shows that you reference a lot with friends or colleagues um on the show oh well um well i love the um yeah the the, the one with the, the the wedding in india that, go, that that goes backwards in time i just thought was was an extraordinary piece of writing um that was um that was one of the greats um i also think uh <clears throat> the episode that you reference in your uh, in your podcast title with uh, Kramer and the Woody Allen movie, um, uh, <clears throat> George trying to park cars. Uh, uh, that's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, gosh, it's, uh, there's so many, I suppose, and, you know, and many of them would be, uh, <clears throat> would be the earlier shows, but uh, uh, I'm, I find myself constantly, I don't know, referencing Seinfeld and with, with my friends and my, uh, and my loved ones, uh, and I still, I still, uh, you know, I'm still watching it in reruns as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> as we all are. I um, mean, the the soup Nazi episode was a great one. The, the original, uh, the, the one where um, uh, Kramer Kramer has the armoire stolen out from under him, and uh, and, and and Elaine discovers all the soup Nazis uh, uh, recipes in the armoire. One of, my, one of my favorites for sure. Uh, um, no, Jay, what about the, it's funny, I, I saw a, a piece you did for the week in uh, 2009 about your favorite uh, uh, favorite books. And you featured the stories of John Cheever as part of your best books. Mm -hmm. Was that an ode to Seinfeld fandom or? Well, no, but that's actually a way to <laughs> that because that, the cabin, the cabin burning down, uh, the the, the two episodes, the cabin burning down, and then the discovery of the Cheever letters. Uh, uh, those, I think, are two of the greatest, certainly of all time. Uh, I, I mean, I was a Cheever fan long before I saw Seinfeld, but I just thought that was such a brilliant little cultural reference slipped in there. And then, of course, you know, for for fans of literature, we also have the the Salman Rushdie uh, episode, yeah. <laughs> the Saul Bass slash Simon <laughs> Salman Rushdie episode, which was pretty great. Uh, oh, and then you know, here, here's another one of my favorites is is the uh, the John the John F Kennedy uh, Jr. episode with uh, uh, with Marla the Virgin, uh, and, and and John John eventually um, uh, sneaking uh, Marla off and into bed. Um, uh, where she loses her virginity. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's five or six of my favorites. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Cheever episode. It was so great. 
finding the letters with the, the love letters from John Cheever. <laughs> well, it's funny, Jay. You're... My orgasm would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> How great was that? So, Jay, it's funny. You mentioned JFK Jr. Like, you're such a, you've been embodied with New York for such a long time. Have you ever met Jerry or JFK Jr. or any of these like ancillary characters and uh, talked about Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I certainly knew uh, 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 JFK Jr. John John when when he was living in New York, and I used to, I used to run across him at parties, and we had we had a lot of mutual friends. Uh, uh, I was actually talking to him about writing an article for his magazine George uh, before he before he died. Um, I have I have met Jerry on one or two occasions. Although um, it's actually I, Larry. I know Larry better than than Jerry. Uh, Larry <clears throat> Larry um, uh, Larry is actually uh, <clears throat> friends with my with my wife Anne, uh, whom I married in '06, and uh, he actually uh, <clears throat> spent a couple of um, weekends here with us in the Hamptons, and I got to know him a little bit and uh he he's exactly who <laughs> imagine he is <laughs> wow, that's all yeah we were thinking about has any so i'm assuming can i is it safe to assume you're a curb fan too oh yes yeah, yeah absolutely a lot, a lot of crossover there obviously i was going to ask you yeah there, there, there is and it, i mean it's interesting how you know it's a completely different show and universe in the way in a way and at the same time there's a sensibility which runs <laughs> through both shows. right yeah the same sensibility that you mentioned you know wow, i mean yeah, most of us there. you know many of us of course didn't really know who larry david was what his role in the show was until pretty much after it was over um but i love the way you know i love this i, I love the uh, way that they structured the shows and they sort of the the sort of the three you know, they, they, they always had the three sort of parallel plots going on, which eventually wove together. And I, I, I you know, as a, as a writer, I've got to say, I, you know, some of the, some of those particularly that, you know, the, the first few seasons, you know, the way they were constructed, the way the, the interweaving mm -hmm. of the uh, ridiculous as they might be, the plots and the, and the little themes of, 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 of those, you know, 23 minute episodes was was really intricate and extraordinary um that, that that was very good writing yeah we had uh james altucher on last week um i don't know if you're familiar with him at all but he um he mentioned the same thing about larry david's writing and how uh because larry david felt bad for the actors he wanted to give them all apart so he wrote yeah. all these little you know stories for all of them and then just brought them all together i mean it's incredible and it hasn't really uh been matched that kind of uh, output on uh anything you know you know i don't think ever since or before um seasons two through five were just incredible yeah 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 i get there were one or two episodes where um kramer was left out of the chinese restaurant episode yes they, you're right kramer you know, was not in there i think elaine was left out of one of the episodes and which <laughs> caused great consternation <laughs> in la when they were when they actually shot in la when they were doing when the kramer went out there i think in real life she was pregnant or something so she was yeah she wasn't in a couple of those oh there's another great episode, of course. Is the, well, the, the the two episode, I guess it's the two episodes two yeah. where Jerry and um, Jerry and George go out to um, L.A. Uh, and uh, looking for Kramer while worrying about how much to tip the chambermaid and, and how to tuck the sheets in. And and Kramer Kramer gets arrested as the serial killer. <laughs> those those uh, those are among my favorites as well. 
Lupe. Yeah, we all Lupe, love Lupe. Lupe. Lupe, Lupe the chamberman. <laughs> <laughs> and and George's shower cap. <laughs> right. So it's it's funny, Jay. You mentioned you you appreciate the writing, and I think that's the key to the whole show is the writing yeah. and actually how they made ancillary characters shine. Yeah. I, I'm sure you could appreciate that from from writing novels and, and short stories, but any I know you mentioned Frank Costanza. Let's take him out of it for a minute, but any other secondary characters that you just just loved? Well, I mean, you had to love Putty <laughs> and uh, and Jay. <laughs> I mean, Actually, O'Hara did not love. Well, Putty, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, yeah. Let that one go. And and Jay Peterman, of course, it was utterly ridiculous and wonderful. You know, I mean, he had his moments. He had and, his moments. Yeah, and uh, oh, and Babu. Um, Babu, the Pakistani restaurateur. Where's Babu? We love Babu. Uh, that, but that's why that's one of the reasons I love the um, you know I love the finale so much was because a lot of those guys came back. Babu, Babu, Babu was. Yeah, that was a great idea to bring them all back. I agree with you, and that was you know Larry David came back for it too. You know to write that to write that finale. Yeah, yes, exactly. So yeah. I think that had a lot. You know, he definitely was able to. And and it's interesting because in your article and oh, TV, yeah, I'll oh, go ahead. But how about, I mean, I'm just remembering the, the library cup. I mean, what is one great, of the greatest of all time. What a great Bookman. role. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we love I mean, I don't know that actor's name, but he was he was absolutely wonderful. But He ended know. up being in a couple of um, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, um, Boogie Nights, uh, Magnolia. Yeah. I know about Boogie Nights, but definitely Magnolia um, and a couple of others. But yeah, Bookman's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because you had you had mentioned in your TV Guide article, um, you know, and you mentioned just on this, you know, this talk too, that the New York sensibility and, and sort of the the way that all the characters were so just mean. I mean, to each other, to, to you know, to each other, they were just not very nice people sometimes, right? And that came yeah. back to get them in the finale. Like that's why I kind of like the finale. Like they owned it. They didn't say, you know, this is it. They're like, yeah, that's us. And well, I think that was one of the things that was so cool about the show was that yeah. they, they didn't feel they had to be nice. Right. They, they yeah. didn't feel um, that they had to make us feel good, and they didn't. They, they didn't make excuses for the like, the flaws and the, the nastiness of some of their characters unapologetic that's what we're missing in this world nowadays i think and of course he was he was more of a main you know he was somewhere between a you know uh, an extra character and a, and a main character but you know in the, newman um, is a great creation for sure incredible <laughs> uh, gotta you gotta love newman <laughs> or hey you gotta hate <laughs> newman, actually i mean <laughs> Well, Jay, I mean, Jay, it's great to hear you're a, a really true fan here. This has here. been great. This you still amazing. laugh about it. And so the article 25 <laughs> years ago, can you believe it? Has anything wow. come along since that day that captured your eye? And secondly, wow. since TV Guide really doesn't exist anymore, where would that where would that be written? God, well, I mean, it would... Uh... I guess it would have to be on. Is is TV Guide gone? Is it, I guess it is. I, we, we were thinking about that before you came on. Like I don't know if it exists. I mean, it, it might, but it's definitely not as popular. It was it was the thing back then, though. Yeah, Frank like, Frank would be upset, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think it would, um, you know, it, it would have to be uh, it would have to be online somewhere. Um, I mean, we still uh, you don't know. We I guess we we still have what Vanity Fair. We still have um, the New Yorker, uh, but. Yeah, print. It's another thing that's dying. It's print culture. Uh, uh, but I'm glad. Um, 
No, I, I can't. I, I I can't think of any comedy that's come along since then that 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 hit me as hard as Seinfeld. I mean, of course, you know, on 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 another <clears throat> front, though, we have had a golden age of television that that to me kind of started with Sopranos. Um, obviously, a very different type of show, but uh, but in terms of you know, I I I, I think. I think in some ways, you know, Seinfeld could be considered the crowning achievement of the whole sitcom form, you know? <laughs> the, the, I agree, the, yeah, we the agree, 100%. Minute, the 30 minute uh, comedy is, uh, that, that was, I think that was the last great high watermark of, of, of that genre. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm still watching it. As are we, and and we we I we both agree with that one hundred percent that it was the high water mark and it kind of ended sitcoms. Nothing can can come close. Nothing really came close before either. But, uh, this has been amazing. I don't know. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Ohio, you got anything else? No, I would just say I I agree. Soprano Seinfeld. If if that flips by on TV, like we're watching it, and it, and it sounds like you are too. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jay, love the article. Love the article. We still. Okay. Still <laughs> right. hanging proudly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay. This was thanks, great. Hey, we really appreciate for, it. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> great to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you. I'll be listening. All right. Thanks. Thanks, so thanks much. Jay. Okay.